This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with a Thanksgiving edition of Around the Hub City. And this will be the first time we're going to do this. We're going to rename it, and I can't think of a better guy to do that with. We're going to rename my conversations with the TAPS coaches in Lubbock. We're going to call them TAPS Topics. So, there you go. Chris Softley, welcome to TAPS Topics. And like I said, what better guy to, to break the seal with than the guy who He's getting ready to lead a team into the state semifinals for the third year in a row, fourth year in five. Am I have my math correct? That sounds right. And this is a little bit different. You guys are playing somebody who you've not coached against. Your guys have not played against. You're playing Hallettsville Sacred Heart in the state semifinals, 2 p.m. Friday in Dublin, Texas. That's correct. Home of Dr. Pepper. I That's don't know right. If you knew that. That's right. Um, how? What are those? I mean, it, to me, I told you, I th- it's cool to me that you guys get to face somebody a little bit different because in taps you wind up playing the same teams over and over again i'll let you as the coach say is it is it a kind of a unique experience is it a good experience to prepare for somebody different than you've seen in the last several years i think there's a certain modicum of truth of the fact that we just like playing we're, we're thinking yes, for another week of course right it doesn't matter nameless faceless opponent it's yep. kind of something we say but but certainly getting a chance to break out a new blank sheet of paper and create a new scattering port and a new identity of who we think they are and what we think they'll do to us and to our attacks. That's fun because the chase is really a big part of this profession. It's a big part of the job, the the pursuit of trying to solve the other opponent and what is going to happen on third down, what's going to happen in the red zone and making sure you've prepared your team to the best of their ability so they can respond to the stimulus that will be presented. And Hallsville Sacred Heart presents a, a tremendous challenge. And not lost a game, so they're, they're right there is a pretty good indication that they're a pretty good team. Yeah, undefeated, number one scoring defense in the state, and a senior-laden group. They uh, have, have had a couple different coaches over the years, and, and I'm really impressed with the ability they have to be consistent in their program year in and year out with changes at the top. Uh, the guy they have now is doing a fantastic job, like I said. Uh, really a defensive-focused, tough-minded football team. The type of team you want to have in playoffs because they can play in any type of weather and, and they can beat you in multiple ways. I imagine if somebody's talking to him right now, he may have said the exact same thing about love of Christian Eagles because you that's how you guys have been built, although you do some things pretty well on offense too. Let's go back to last week just for briefly. Mm-hmm. Gave up the early touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't there, but I talked to some people that kind of locked your guys in. They were like, "Hey, yeah. what's going on here?" I, I I don't know if 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 uh, like I would be a, a person that says you don't need adversity to lock you in, right. right? I think we were locked in. We we did make four consecutive uh, mistakes on offense. Um, one of them was a uh, we we got them off sides and and uh, took a shot, and then it, it didn't get called, and that's fine. So we have to live with that, but. Uh, we put ourselves in a tough spot. And then defensively, they made two big plays that we knew we could fix, that we fixed later in the game. But when you go for it on fourth down, you reap the responsibility of having a short field. Our team loves that and handles it really well. We gave up a quick score. Hats off to Brazos. They earned the right to get that. And then, uh, you know, as you would say, maybe we locked ourselves in or uh, we just we just got the ball back, hit our stride, made the correct reads, and then things started humming. And uh, obviously, I'm pretty impressed and pretty proud of how we played. The boys were completely locked in on the scouting report, shut them down from then on defensively, and then offensively pretty efficient and prolific even. 58-7 to seven finals. I would say that's pretty prolific. Yes, sir. And I like what you, I've liked watching you guys, and I like what you said about you're going to go on fourth down, you're going to kick on side mm-hmm. kicks. 
they're not always going to work. I mm-hmm. saw something on Bobby Bowden the other day where he told his defensive coordinator, we're going to put you in bad spots. Mm-hmm. We're going to gamble. We're going to take chances. And if we can make it on two of those chances and not make it on it's one, worth we're it. okay. That's right. That's right. And that's the deal for us. It's an identity thing as much. You can't really put a metric on the mentality that it that it helps complete of our team. I mean, the program here, we are a different program than – a program across the street just because of our aggressive nature of how we're going to go about the game. And we just feel like being a blue-collar school that may or may not have the size and, and the talent to match up with you on Friday nights, that's the way we're going to give ourselves the best chance to, to get it done, to maximize. And so our kids know we're, we are going to be aggressive in all three phases and, um, and, and we'll be prepared to handle it when that aggression may blow up in our face. And this is a defense here. I'm, I'm really proud of our defense. Uh, our red zone defense, our third down defense, we're leading the state in both categories. We're actually about, you know, Lord willing, if we can stay consistent, we'll set school records in both categories. And that's saying something because we've been good in those areas for years. But it just goes to show you the, the, a little bit of the moxie and mentality of our senior group and our kids. Uh, never too high, never too low. They can handle things when it doesn't bounce our way. And so Lord willing, we'll continue that here in the semifinals. And one of the guys I just talked to, Joe Fern, who I think is like a poster guy for that because – I don't remember him playing a ton of defense. I, I, his, his, he made his mark on offense, made big plays. And you correct me if I'm wrong, you had to move Lee to, Luke Lee to quarterback, mm-hmm. take that away from the defense. But Joe was one of the guys that maybe has stepped in and kind of helped close that gap. A you know, it's bit. funny, last year uh, nobody recognized Joe or talked about Joe, even the all-district meeting. I yes. kind of had to get on the table. And, and I, I got a little frustrated. You know how those all-district meetings can go is – in a respectful way, I was trying to communicate uh, that that we didn't give up a passing touchdown in the district, and he gave up one completion all year as a corner. I said, now, at some point, you need to give that guy his due. Yes. Now, you can say, well, he's only got 17 tackles or whatever it is. He only has one interception. Well, no one's throwing at him. Yep. The guy is a, is a lockdown corner. And so uh, to properly weigh that, I do not think was taking place in that meeting. But as you said, therefore he's not really noticed, but he's locking down a side of the field. He's yep. very noticeable to a play caller, to a defensive play caller, when I can start getting a little bit more exotic because I know that uh, that this side of the field, it can just be washed off in my mind. So Joe's doing a fantastic job. Proud of him getting two picks, getting one in the box last week. Uh, a lot of fun for our team, and, and he's really hitting his stride. I mean, he doesn't just play defense either. He still does make plays on offense, right. and he's one of your kickers. That's right. He had a game-winning field goal earlier. He did versus Wellington. Okay. Yeah. So he's a jack of all trades. That's Joe right. Joe of all trades. That's right. Joe of all trades. I like it. And I'm glad that you said that he's unheralded to a degree because I even mentioned that to him because that, that's the case in basketball too. Mm-hmm. He kind of mm-hmm. lies in the weeds there all of a mm-hmm. sudden, and all of a sudden he hits a big shot. So, and some kids, that's just their personality. That's right. He's real smooth, humble. Uh, really kind-hearted, and so he's 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 willing to deflect praise. And so you know, if if people overlook him, he's not gonna he's not gonna let that necessarily get him down. Uh, but certainly, as a coach, I mean, our job is to try to make sure people notice him, uh, at least when it comes to awards and and recognition, because because uh, he's a fantastic player and teammate on this in this program. Well, and I mentioned Luke Lee. Mm-hmm. People have noticed Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke has made it impossible to not notice right. the last five or six weeks. And I mentioned this for those two. It's not like you guys have become better on offense since he took over for mm-hmm. Welker because Welker's an incredible mm-hmm. quarterback. You guys may be a little bit different, that's right. and that's not that doesn't always happen in these situations. Mm-hmm. We talked last time we talked about 
how a bunch of college teams are kind of going through that right exactly. now. Exactly. How has Luke changed the dynamic a little bit for you guys at quarterback? I think when you're a small school coach and program, you are you guys always you always have to be aware of what happens if, and you start playing that game. And the easy thing for us is is as we're in the spring and in the summer, and we're thinking what happens if Welker goes down. Uh, all arrows are pointing towards Luke, and so that's something that. Not only was he ready when his number was called, but we were ready because we had all prepared ourselves for that moment as well and, and what needed to take place. And the other part of that is, is the onboarding experience is smoother when you got a guy that everybody loves and trusts. And it's a lot easier just to be like, yes, sir, we'll, we'll ride with you, man. Whatever you want to do. We're going to be more, more run, more pass. We're going to do more of this, more of that. It doesn't matter. The fact is, is the kids are buying in and they trust and that gives us a chance on third downs and fourth downs and, and backed up in our own end zone uh, because uh, because they trust the guy with the ball in his hands. You've ridden right back into the state semifinals. What what are three things that have to happen Friday for me to be sitting here talking to you next week? You know, we need to win the situations. I've kind of hit on that here a couple times in the in the call, so you know it's on my mind. But But they have a D1 kicker. He is unbelievable. Made it from 54. He's 11 for 11 on the year. Uh, he's fantastic. He's also a defensive back. Had three picks last week, one to the house. Also a wide receiver. And so he is he is the, the jack of all trade on their team. He's excellent. And they win special teams every week because of him. Well, we need to find a way to win in those margins of special teams and then also on the third down, fourth down situational football. Is If we can find a way to beat them at what they're best at, that's going to be huge. The other thing is the takeaways. Uh, we're big on that this time of year. It's a, it's a big portion and focus for our practices and everything. Uh, they're a sound football team. They do not beat themselves or turn the football over. And so we will need to uh, force their hand in that area. And we'll need to take care of the ball on our end. And then the third thing to me is just the aggression we talked about, the toughness. This is a hard-nosed uh, country football team that we're going up against that um they're gonna they're gonna walk off the boots with uh, walk off the bus with boots on and they're not afraid to get dirty and we have got to match or exceed that aggression the toughness the ability to withstand do it in the trenches do it for four quarters and that will be the test i mean this is going to be a traditional like uh like like steelers ravens i mean afc playoff game this is going to be a test of physicality and it will be one in the metrics that typical football games are won in and it's going to be those hidden yardage, the turnovers, and then can you run the football and stop the run? I wasn't going to stop Chris, but I think he could have just said, we need to play love a Christian football. <laughs> he would have been okay saying that. Eagles head to Dublin, Texas, home of Dr. Pepper, to play Hallettsville Sacred Heart at 2 p.m. Saturday. This is Randy Rosetta, and that's been a new feature called Taps Topics.